are listening to Julia's Trucking Cafe News Hour. Hey everybody, welcome to Julia's Trucking Cafe. Everybody get a seat, something to drink, great, good deal. Now sit back and enjoy the show because as always I have lots of news to get to. Lawmakers in New Hampshire have debuted a bill that would prevent many commercial vehicles from traveling in the left lane at peak traffic hours. On December 2nd, Bill HB 1383 was introduced to New Hampshire State Legislature. If passed, the bill, quote, prohibits certain commercial trucks from traveling in the left lane of a multi-lane interstate highway or turnpike during certain hours of the day unless entering or exiting that highway or turnpike from the left lane, end quote. More specifically, the left lane ban would forbid, excuse me, any commercial vehicle with three or more axles to travel in the left lane of an interstate highway or turnpike with three or more lanes between the hours of 6 a.m. and 9 a.m. and between the hours of 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. unless entering or exiting the roadway. The fine for violating the rule would be $50. This bill is awaiting consideration from the House Transportation Committee in New Hampshire. And a trucker plays Santa for kids of Celadon drivers. In the wake of a devastating bankruptcy and closures of mega carrier Celadon, one truck driver is doing all he can to make sure that the holidays still happen for the families of the laid off employees. Over the weekend, the trucking industry, and I'm sorry, this uh, was December 10th. I know I'm, I'm trying to play catch up again. Over that weekend of the December 10th, the trucking industry was stunned by the news that 4,000 Celadon workers would be out of jobs just weeks before Christmas. The sudden closure left former Celadon drivers desperate for answers, uncertain about whether their fuel cards would continue to work, worried about how they'd get home, and worst of all, unsure about how they'd make ends meet for their families for the holidays. A YouTube user and truck driver, Chad Rich, is working to help the families of displaced drivers by making sure that there are presents under the tree. Rich explains his plan and why he felt like he needed to act on behalf of the laid off drivers in the video. If you, want to help, if you wanted to help physically mail a toy to Toys for Tots in the Indianapolis. And that video is available in the show notes in this article about Celadon truck drivers. That would be the 71st episode, I believe. And a missing, in other news, a missing truck driver is found dead in a cab on Ohio Turnpike. A truck driver who has been missing for weeks was found dead in his truck at an Ohio rest stop. And this was reported on December 16th. Ohio troopers were called to Indiana Meadows Service Plaza on the Ohio Turnpike on Friday afternoon for a welfare check. When they arrived, they discovered 63-year-old truck driver David C. Day unresponsive and is the sleeper of the cab. He was pronounced dead at the scene. The Ohio State uh, Patrol says they do not suspect foul play and are still investigating the incident. Day missed a scheduled delivery in Illinois on November 28th and had not been heard from since. Can you imagine 
they didn't do a welfare check on this driver from the 28th of November till the 16th of December over two weeks, almost three weeks. Oh my God. So Al Amin Brothers Transportation didn't even check on their driver for over two weeks. Wow. And in other news, somebody got a hell of a Christmas present. $3 million was found in the truck's raw meat load. A routine traffic stop into a major, uh, turned into a major discovery of suspected illicit, illicit cash. I'll talk right eventually. Are y'all laughing at me? In North Carolina over the weekend. The incident occurred on Saturday, December 7th at Cleveland County, North Carolina, according to a news relief release. Blah, blah, blah. Police say that they stopped a Hispanic male driving a semi-truck southbound on I-85 for failure to maintain his lane and impeding the flow of traffic. The truck was moved to a safe location for closer inspection after a canine alerted to the truck. During the search, officers say they found approximately $3 million in cash hidden in the barrels of a raw pork shoulder. Cleveland County Sheriff's Office says that it, ha, quote, has reason to believe that the money was headed to U.S.-Mexican border, also believes the money was a result of drug sales throughout the region. The Department of Justice has been called in to help with the investigation, end quote. And slick roads leave a car hauler teetering on the edge of a canyon. The Washington State Patrol is currently working the scene of a terrifying truck crash. The crash occurred on Wednesday morning on State Route 195 north of Colfax, Washington. It's been reported that the car hauler slid off the roadway during icy conditions that came to a stop partially hanging over the top of Buck Canyon. Nobody was hurt, and the Whitman County Sheriff's Office says that Washington State Patrol is handling that crash at that time. And there's a cute video floating around the internet about Midwest winter driving. If you ever spend any time on the road in the Midwest during the winter weather, when it's in full effect, you appreciate this comic send-up from comedian Charlie Barron's. Uh, Barron's Midwest Winter Driving School video went instantly viral after it debuted and it takes on such topic as the winter wave, the unthaw button, and roundabout confusion. You can check it out below in this article. This video is about Midwest Winter Driving is funny because it's true, which will be in the show notes, like all of the articles here that I talk about on the podcast. Now here's something to warm your tummy. Top 10 trucker eat spots is ranked in this new video. And okay, I'm looking down through this list and it wouldn't be my top 10. One of the best parts about trucking is that you get to try all kinds of food from all over the country. But are you missing out on some hidden gems? Don't worry, we've got you covered with this quick video from DST UKN that runs down the top 10 places from truckers to get their eat on. 
Uh, it's saying number one, all places mentioned include Little America Truck uh, Truck Stop, Little America, Wyoming. I don't think so because it's not a restaurant. It's a deli. Sky City Casino, Acoma, New Mexico. I don't eat in casinos. Big Texan Steak Ranch. Well, that would be number one in Amarillo. The Dinner Bell in Sweetwater, Tennessee. Trucker Paradise of West Wendover, Nevada. Blake's Lotta Burger in Moriarty, New Mexico. I-40 Exit 87 Barbecue, Jackson, Tennessee. That would be up in the top five for me. Nick's Barbecue and Catfish, Carlisle, Arkansas. AC&T Truck Stop, Hagerstown, Maryland. Dixie Truck, to- Truck Stop, McLean, Illinois. You, They did miss the Boise, Idaho Travel Stop that I did put on our Facebook page in Boise, Idaho, and a bunch more. Someday I'll get together and a report that if you, uh, as a free gift that I will talk about at the end of the show, um, you that I tell you how I can how you can get it. Now back to the news. A self-driving truck hauls 20 tons of butter across country in a whopping three days. An autonomous truck technology startup says that one of their trucks made a cross-country truck hauling perishable cargo in less than three days. This week, California-based company Plus.ai announced that one of their self-driving trucks hauled 40,000 pounds of Land O'Lakes butter from Tulare, California to Quakertown, Pennsylvania. Uh, Plus.ai says the 2,800-mile hub-to-hub trip was completed in less than three days. They offer details about the journey. I quote from the article, The truck was equipped with Plus.ai's advanced autonomous driving system, which utilizes multimodal sensor fusion, deep learning visual algorithms, and simultaneous location and mapping technologies. That's a mouthful. The journey was an important milestone in validating the system's ability to safely handle a wide range of weather and road conditions. The vehicle drove primarily in autonomous mode through the 2,800 miles across Interstate 15 and Interstate 70, passing through varied terrains and weather conditions. A safety driver was on board at all times to monitor and assume control if needed, and a safety engineer was present to monitor system operations. The company boasts that their self-driving truck technology was able to handle day and night driving, construction zones, multi-mile tunnels, elevation, and inclement weather. Quote, this cross-country freight run with Lando Lakes shows the safety, efficiency, and maturity of our autonomous trucks, which are already delivering freight for other partners several days a week, said Sean Kerrigan, COO and co-founder of Plus.ai. Quote, continued advances in our autonomous trucks will make it possible for these quick cross-country runs to be the norm in the future. Yes, putting us drivers out of business. We are excited to demonstrate what our technology can already achieve today while meeting rigorous autonomous driving safety and food transportation compliance standards. And some more lose their jobs after Celadon's Canadian fleet shuts down. 400 more drivers lose their jobs. The repercussions of mega-carrier Celadon's demise continue to rattle the trucking industry. 
with the Carrier Canadian affiliate also closing down and leaving hundreds of people suddenly jobless right before the holidays. When Celadon announced that they were filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy and shuttering operations for good, it also meant that AYR, Ontario-based affiliate company, Hidman Transport, was closing too. Hidman Transport employed 400 workers who are now out of a job due to the failure of Celadon. And it's going to have a trickle-down effect to warehousing and smaller companies and everything else that were subsidiaries of Celadon. The township north of Dumfries shared a press release back on December 11th addressing the Hinman closure. In that release, they noted that some drivers have been stranded as a result of the closure, and a small group of staff and other trucking firms are working to get these employees home and out of these precarious situations, end quote. Hinman Transport has been in operation for more than 75 years and was bought out by Celadon in 2013. The year before the acquisition, Hinman Transport generated $48 million in revenue. Celadon has 25 affiliate companies impacted by their closure. Due to a year-long scandal related to company executives allegedly conspiring to deceive investors. And there's a, every time there's a video, I cannot uh, um, play it or anything for you because of getting a copyright strike. Now, there's a new rival to the Tesla Semi. California-based, another California-based startup just debuted an unusual-looking new electric semi-truck. It definitely looks something like from RoboCop. The Neuron EV Torque was recently debuted to the world and creators say that it will fulfill the needs and expectations of traditional semi-truck but without the harmful effects of a fossil fuel engine because of Neuron's battery electric propulsion system. Now where the hell are you going to find a charging station is what I want to know. The torque is built on Neuron's scalable chassis with interchangeable body components that easily attach and detach, enabling it to adjust functionality and expand cargo capacity. The truck's functional architecture also features an aerodynamic profile that has an integrated sleeper cabin with a smooth, robust shell for silent operation. Other features include a center driver's seat, 360 position view through wireless cameras that feed data into the driver's screen and a modern first class cabin. Neuron EV says that the truck was designed to provide drivers with optimized handling and engaging driver experience. The electric Tesla semi features a similar aerodynamic design and a central driver's seat. Company shared multiple photos of the prototype truck, highlighting its unusual design. And the driver's seat looks like you'll have a console wrapped all the way around you, kind of like a desk from the pictures that I saw. Some more trucking companies offer rescue for stranded Celadon drivers. In this article, one trunk trucking that tru- trunk trucking company is working to help truck drivers stranded by the sudden Celadon closure to get home safely to their families. Anderson, who's based in Indiana, I'm sorry, Anderson, Indiana-based trucking company Carter Express and sister company Carter Logistics, my bad, I apologize, are on a mission to help drivers who were left in the lurch after Celadon abruptly shut their doors for good. 
Since the closure, many former Celadon drivers, as we know, were out of work when the tragic news broke and have reported that their fuel cards didn't work and they weren't sure how they'll make it back home to their families. The company execs at Carter Express are doing all that they can to make sure that no former Celadon driver is left behind. They've asked, isn't that a quote now? That's a big thing now. Nobody being left behind. They've asked all of their company drivers to give stranded Celadon drivers a free ride home, if at all possible. If a ride isn't possible, Carter Express has offered a way to buy a bus ticket to get stranded drivers where they need to go. I'm sorry, Carter Express has offered to buy the driver a a bus ticket. It's always tough to lose a job, but it's even harder when it happens to close at Christmas. That's why, so close to Christmas, I mean, I just can't do this. (laughs) Sorry, people, I'm really stumbling. That's why Carter Express is hoping to help those drivers who want to stay in the trucking industry by offering them a $1,500 sign-on bonus to be paid out in December and a minimum of $200 work per day in the month of December. If you're a seller driver or another company's driver who needs help with the next step in your trucking career, um, this is also a paid-for ad by Carter Express. Or if you'd like to get in touch with the folks at Carter Express, they leave you the number here. I'm not going to say it. You know, um, some companies are taking advantage of the situation, you know, to, to scoop up the drivers instead of let it, and, you know, and kind of not really pressuring you, but, you know, hey, drive for us, bloody, bloody, blah, you know. So just be do your due diligence is my um advice to everybody out here um research the company don't just because you're out of a job at the moment you if you have a good driving record a good c cvsa score or or csa score i mean (laughs) um you can go ahead and get a job pretty much anywhere you know you just don't have anything messed up on your license and um but do your due diligence you know as far as researching the company and and driver feedback and look at the reviews and all this kind of thing don't just jump at the first thing and pennsylvania turnpike is upping their tolls in their next article the pennsylvania turnpike commission will once again be increasing tolls for both passenger and commercial vehicles in just a few weeks this is starting January 5th of 2020. The tolls will be increasing on the Pennsylvania Turnpike by 6%. This is the 12th year in a row that PA Pike Commission has raised tolls. According to a news release from the Pennsylvania Turnpike Commission, the most common toll for a Class 5 tractor trailer will increase from $370 to $4 for easy pass from $1630 to $1730 for cash. The Pennsylvania Turnpike Commission already started implementing toll increases at the following locations in Octo- back in October. The, P, uh, the Turnpike 376, Beaver Valley Expressway, Turnpike 66, Greensburg Bypass, and Gateway Tolling Point, Milepost 2 near Ohio on I-76. They say that the toll increases are needed to fund both infrastructure and purpose improvements and fulfill a legal funding obligation to DOT, which is always their excuse. Since 2009, the commission has increased tolls annually to maintain its aging roads and make good on a funding obligation required by two state laws. We've heard about this last year when they increased it. And um, yeah, so that's, that's the deal with that.
This episode of Julia's Trucker Cafe is brought to you by My Patriot Supply. As truck drivers, we all know what it's like to be at a shipper's or receiver's and have to wait for hours on end to be loaded, right? Especially produce coolers and paper mills. That's why you need to be prepared with extra food in your truck. My Paper Patriot Supply helps you stay prepared. Now, it's not what you may be thinking. My Patriot Supply is delicious emergency food. They have food kits that are good up to 25 years. They come in a slimline tote that you can easily store in your food pantry or under your box. I can speak from experience. After living through Hurricane Katrina, we were without power for 10 days, my mother, my son, and I. If it weren't for the MREs that were flown into us, we wouldn't have any food. Four 60-foot pine trees broke in half during that storm and landed across my driveway, landlocking me in. I couldn't get out for food, and there were four-mile gas lines. That's when my Patriot Supply would have been came in handy. If I knew then what I know now about my Patriot Supply, I would have definitely had some of this food stockpiled in my pantry. Now, for a limited time, you could get a one-week supply of food in a handy and neat-looking ammo can for just $39. And they even offer gluten-free food for under $100. All you need to do to order yours is to go to my website at juliastruckatcafe.com. Along the top menu bar, click on the emergency food supply tab. Scroll down, click on any of the pictures that you see there to get more information. Winter weather is here. What would you do if the interstate was shut down? Or the truck stop that you were parked at, say you got parked, didn't have any power. There was an ice storm and they were without power. The restaurant lost power. What would you do? Don't depend on Walmart. Don't depend on a truck stop restaurant. You need to stay prepared. You could do that by going to juliastruckatcafe.com, click on the emergency food supply tab, and get prepared today. Now, let's get back to the news. As I stumble through it. A twinkling truck would have gotten you in the holiday spirit. And this truck is so loud that looking at the picture hurts my eyes. I've been fighting a headache this week. And this is, I'm recording this on Christmas week. So I I hope everybody had a Merry Christmas, I want to say. And hope everybody got at least a place, you know, to celebrate. And um, this one is really hurting my eyes and really making my head pound today. So anyway, enough of me crying about, about my headache. Back to the news. A trucker takes a shoulder to avoid what could have been a really bad wreck. A truck driver has a close call when another semi-truck pulls out in front of him on a Texas roadway. Well, hello, this happens all the damn time. This YouTube user, Jason Clemens, shared his video back in December 10th that he captured it on 287 outside of Amarillo. He explains that the other driver decides to go all the way to the right when he should have taken the left lane. However, there was also a car beside him and another big truck behind him. This situation could have been really, really, really bad. There again, you can see the video in the bottom of this article that'll be in the show notes. And a trucker has a very close call, very close encounter with a cop on a dash cam clip. 
a truck driver has a dash cam clip rolling when he's cut off by a police cruiser. That ain't real brilliant of the cop, is it? And there is actually a company out there that rewards veteran drivers with custom trucks and a place to finish out their careers. So this is a blob for Hurricane Express, but let me tell you, with Hurricane Express, they have onboard cameras that are rear-facing. So no, uh-uh, not for me, sorry. I checked them out. I don't think so. I don't know if this is a paid advertisement, but anyway. Here it goes. A family-owned and operated trucking company is fighting driver turnover by offering skilled, safe drivers paid and paying benefits they deserve along with beautiful equipment to operate. Oklahoma-based trucking company Hurricane Express recently announced that they are adding to their eye-catching fleet of custom trucks in 2020. The new fleet of custom trucks represents the Hurricane Express belief that the best way to fight driver turnover is to find the best drivers, give them great equipment, and keep them happy so they stay. Get rid of your rear-facing cameras and they'll stay. Company leaders recognize that your truck says a lot about you, so they let drivers call the shots in terms of color. You notice that in terms of color. They don't tell you that, well, you could get a Volvo with a manual transmission and a 325 Caterpillar motor in it. You know, that would be my dream, dream truck, or a W9 uh, uh, Kenworth with an Aerodyne and a studio sleeper, you know, with a 15 or 18 speed transmission and a, a 600, you know, Detroit in or 600 Caterpillar motor in it. After just 90 days, back to the article, after just 90 days with Hurricane Express, drivers are eligible for a Peterbilt 579 Ultra Loft with their choice of unique color combinations. You know how I'm saying this really, you know, facetiously. Other exterior features include a 16-inch drop visor with 22 headlights. Wow! Stainless steel cabin sleeper light panels. Ooh! Front and rear-facing cowl lights. Lighted stainless steel hood extension panels. Yeah, like that's going to pay me a lot of money. All this gobbledygook on there. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a guy thing. My bad. The 2020 Peterbilt 579 trucks feature Cummins X15 engines with 1850 torque, which is designed to get 0.5 miles per gallon better fuel economy than last year's X15. And you know what? Those motors I'm hearing from mechanics are crap. And an 18-speed manual transmission that allows drivers to wait until 900 RPMs before downshifting, greatly reducing the amount of shifting necessary. Driver comfort amenities in the 2021 Peterbilt trucks include XM Bluetooth radio, ooh, a Thermocane Tri-Pack Evolution 2. These are standard in any truck anymore. Uh, AC power inverter, a microwave, a built-in refrigerator, a 43-inch smart TV, leather driver and passenger seats. Well, you would hope they'd have seats in the damn thing. A leather smart wheel, a black 
blackout RV style cab curtains and wood cabinets. And with cold weather coming, it's good to know that the trucks also feature an Espar diesel fired heater that is divorced. I didn't know this heater and the tri-pack were married. So you could stay warm without idling the truck engine or running the tri-pack. The philosophy, philosophical, philosophy at Hurricane Express is to reward veteran drivers for their years of hard work behind the wheel. The company offers positions to drivers with strong tenure and excludes applicants under 30 years old from holding driver positions within the company. The company's ultimate goal is to provide experienced drivers with a family-friendly atmosphere and great pay and benefits to finish out their careers so um hmm, i wonder how many lawsuits are going to have now for discrimination if you're under 30 years old and drive for them hurricane express was founded in 1992 and remains a family owned and operated to do this to this day specializing in hauling meat seafood and produce yeah from california to hans point market in new york city they offer a variety of driving career options, including over-the-road, local, and regional lease purchase from anywhere in the U.S. They're all lease purchase, people. That's all they are. And if you're ready to join the Hurricane Express family, you can click right here to get started. Yeah, it's a paid advertisement. Uh, great for the um, news outlet that I'm getting my news from. The reason why I reported on all that like I did, because it's a joke, okay? With me being out here 30 years and, and having this news outlet do a paid uh, article, like it's a, a true article and stuff, but it really is a paid advertisement for Hurricane Express. You know, they must have paid this this uh, news outlet a lot of money to, to get it put in there like an article. You know, it's a joke. With the rear-facing cameras, I don't care how much chrome you got on there. Does it make the truck go any faster? Does it say how fast the truck goes? You know? And it's lease purchase. And the only run from California to New York. So I live in North Mississippi. I'll be damned if they get me home. You know, yeah, and I'm a few years older than 30. But anyway, I digress. Back to the news. Truck driver gets sentenced to federal pokey for dumping 3,000 gallons of diesel into a creek. Georgia authorities announced that a truck driver was sentenced to federal pen after he pled guilty to illegally dumping thousands of gallons of diesel into a creek. The U.S. Attorney's Office for Georgia announced that 40-year-old truck driver Jaron Coleman was sentenced to 18 months in the federal pen after he pled guilty excuse me, to a single charge of unauthorized discharge of oil in the waters of the United States. And there is no possibility of parole. 18 months, I would have strung him up for a lot more than that. The U.S. Attorney's Office described the events leading up to the illegal fuel dump as follows. Back in April of 2018, he admitted that he dumped approximately 3,000 gallons of fuel on the groundwater near a gas station in Thompsonville, Georgia, after he realized he had loaded the wrong product for a delivery in Pelham, Georgia. Mr. Coleman was working for Eco Energy, did not have a permit or authorization to discharge the diesel fuel. 
the diesel fuel dumped on the ground migrated into an adjacent stormwater drainage system that flows directly into a creek. Are you freaking nuts, man? Back to the article. The unnamed creek is a tributary of Goodwater Creek, which flows into the whatever creek and then into the whatever river. I can't even pronounce most of these names. A traditionally navigable water of the U.S. and protected by the Clean Water Act. And under such, diesel fuel is considered oil, which it is, and the amount discharged was a harmful quality. You think? The discharge caused the EPA, I'm sure they were out of their minds, to engage in a costly cleanup and cause the evacuation of the elementary school in the Thompsonville, Georgia area on the same day as the incident. After school officials discovered a large amount of diesel fuel had swelled in the ditches around the school. This defendant harmed the environment. Really? And the cleanup cost over a million dollars. Endangered children at a nearby school and it caused hundreds of thousands of dollars in cleanup when he selfishly dumped fuel in the waterways of the U.S. And he's only getting 18 months? Really? Uh, you can't get him for child endangerment? Only giving him 18 months. Unfrickin' believable. I'm not even reading the rest of that article. I'm so pissed. And a cable barrier to the rescue in a gut-churning dash cam video. Yeah, I tore the hell out of that truck. And another truck driver shared his dash cam. A terrifying close call on a Wyoming highway. Well, yeah, let's go a little bit freaking faster. And, of course, it was posted on Facebook, like everybody loves to freaking do. And some drivers are smiling after being stopped by Tennessee DOT. Uh, no, I don't think so. Police in Tennessee town are trying to unusual tactic to enforce new speed limit reduction. This week, off uh, back in the middle of December, uh, officers with Etheridge Police Department have been participating in the Safe Driving Pays Off campaign. This enforcement is a response to a reduction in speed limit on Highway 43 in Etheridge, Tennessee from 55 to 45. As part of the campaign, officers are rewarding drivers who are traveling at the exact new speed limit by pulling them over and surprising them with gift cards. To Kroger, ooh. We really wanted to do something special that stood out not only to promote the new change in speed limit, but to do something to spread a little bit of Christmas cheer to those traveling through our community, the Chief Vans Jack said. The enforcement campaign isn't all about good holiday cheer. The Ridge Police Department say that they're also on the lookout for drivers who violate the new speed limit. Yeah, you'll get another surprise, a hell of a speeding ticket. With the number of traffic crashes we've experienced in recent years and the growing number of vehicles on the highway, it makes sense to slow folks down to a safer speed throughout the town. Violating the new speed limit could give you a whopping Christmas present of a $200 fine. In Kentucky, and in other news, Kentucky police are asking for help in locating a motorist who they believe shot at a truck driver during a road rage incident. This happened back in December 17th, according to the Scotts County Sheriff's Office. Police say that the incident occurred northbound on I-75 around the 141 mile marker. When, quote, a tractor trailer driving north advised a below vehicle became angry when he was cut off in traffic. Driver of the newer Chevy truck then fired a firearm into the passenger compartment of the tractor trailer. 
no injuries were reported and he's also hauling a small trailer with a couple of old uh, car symbols on it. Any information about the shooting could call the sheriff's office at 502-863-7855. That's 502-863-7855. And in other news, not sure how to sign up for the new drug and alcohol clearinghouse. According to this, the OIDA has created a new video to walk you through the steps for signing up for the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration drug and alcohol clearinghouse. On January 6, 2020, The Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration's mandatory drug and alcohol clearinghouse rule goes into effect. Meaning that motor carriers, trucking companies, will be required to query the drug and alcohol clearinghouse database before hiring a driver and once per year for existing drivers. This rule additionally requires the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration regulated employers, medical review officers, substance and abuse professionals, and third-party administrators and other service agents to report to that clearinghouse any violations. While the drivers are not required to register by the mandatory compliance date, They must be registered in order to provide employers with electronic permission to query their drug and alcohol records prior to hiring. They will also be able to use the clearinghouse to view their own drug and alcohol records. There is no cost to use this clearinghouse except for CDL employers who must purchase a query plan from the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration. For more information on how to do this, there is a link in this article. The voluntary compliance date for this clearinghouse rule was October 1st, 2019. Just more, more federal gobbledygook to get more money out of the trucking industry and everybody. My personal opinion. And one person was killed in a truck stop hit and run. In Texas, police have confirmed that a person was killed at the Loves. And um, this happened at 6.30 at night in Anthony, Texas. Details surrounding this remain limited to sketchy, but a witness told CDL Life that the person was killed was a driver who had just gone into the store for food and was returning to his truck when he was struck by another truck. 
he died at the scene. The driver was identified as 56-year-old California resident. The semi-truck that struck the victim did not remain at the scene. The truck driver involved was reportedly located and stopped at a checkpoint in New Mexico. Well, yeah, because you have plenty of other witnesses. People are always walking around. You think you're going to get away with something, people. You know, it's not going to happen. And I'm talking to the foreigners. I'm talking to the people that just got licenses and stuff, you know. How's the song go? Don't be stupid. You, know, they're, they're, you got, it's a, it's a rolling billboard. You got M, all sorts of numbers and everything, and I'm not saying anything or of anything but you know you're a rolling billboard everybody can see who the heck you work for just keep that in mind a cattle hauler can't move oh maneuver under a low bridge i'll get it right yet a cattle hauler was caught on camera crashing into a south dakota bridge the incident occurred at a low railroad bridge in pierre south dakota According to local news, a 59-year-old Kansas-based truck driver, Rex Burney, was hauling cattle when he crashed into the 11-foot-3 bridge around 7 o'clock at night. Oh, come on, Rex. You can't see the signs. All of the cat, None of the cattle were hurt in the crash. They were all loaded onto another truck. The bridge strike reportedly did $45,000 worth of damage. So that's to the livestock trailer. This is the fourth truck that has hit this bridge so far this year. The bridge right was caught on camera. And uh, yeah, it's a big crunch. I don't know. Um, I'll have to really look close to the video, but I'm sure it's marked if it's a low bridge. I don't know why. Or there again, don't be following your GPS. Know your area. Look for any low bridges. They buy your keep your atlas updated because all low bridge clearances for every single state are in the front of your atlas. Break out that atlas and don't be following a GPS. And feds finally figured out after 30 years that I've been driving. That trucking is the deadliest job in the U.S. Woohoo! We're finally made the top of something. New data from the U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics confirms that most truckers already what most truckers already know, like I just said, uh, they're doing the most dangerous job in America. Yeah, the Fed finally caught up and figured it out. A December 17th report from the U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics. Try to say that fast 10 times. Examine data from 2018 to confirm that truck driver topped their list of the five deadliest jobs. Uh, number two is construct. We even beat out construction workers. Three farmers, ranchers, four ground maintenance workers, and five miscellaneous agricultural workers. According to the report, Truck drivers had the most fatalities of any broad occupation group at 966. Told you a lot of drivers are dying. Among all detailed occupations, heavy and tractor-trailer truck drivers had the most fatalities at 831. 
report also confirmed that truck driver was the deadliest of the independent worker jobs, meaning contract or short-term jobs. Quote, occupations with the most fatal work injuries to independent workers in 2018 were heavy and tractor trailer truck drivers, 96, followed by first-line supervisors of construction trades and extraction workers at 61 and construction laborers at 48. There were a total of 5,250 fatal work injuries recorded in the U.S. in 2018. This is a 2% increase from 5,147 in 2017. Still, that's a lot of people getting hurt on the job, you know what? Two dead, 46 hurt in the Iowa 80 pileup, which of course involved multiple trucks. Authorities in Pennsylvania say that two people have died following a chain reaction crash that happened at Iowa 80 and shut it down on the week of December 19th. The crash occurred around 1 p.m. on Wednesday in White Deer Township in central Pennsylvania during snow squall conditions that made roads slick and limited visibility. Let's go a little bit faster, shall we? Police say that 20 to 30 vehicles collided in the westbound lanes of Iowa 80 during the pileup, including several semis. Yeah, and in one of the pictures, it's pretty graphic, ripped the whole side of the sleeper off from the passenger door all the way back, it's touching the cab. One man died at the scene, another man passed away at the hospital. At least 40 people were taken to the hospital for treatment of various injuries. And here's a picture of a guy sitting in his cab. The cab is twisted off the chassis, barely holding on, and he's sitting in there. You know, and I hope it scared the bejeebies out of him. His front of his truck went underneath sideways of the truck in front of him and the nose of it went under the trailer sideways and the cab is pushed off the chassis like what I call perpendicular so the chassis is like like north and south and the cab is sitting east and west twisted around and he's sitting in the cab so you know I bet you he'd have to clean his britches the crash closed a 34-mile stretch of 80 in both directions for hours. Cars are mangled. Cars are underneath trucks. Uh, you can't even tell it's a car without looking for the tire. The eastbound lanes reopened about five hours after the crash. Um, in the west, uh, Thursday morning, the next morning, westbound lanes remain closed. So I'm like, yeah, this happened uh, like the 18th and 19th, uh, right around there of uh, December. And there was a man killed at a truck stop. He was shot while he was trying to re retrieve a truck from a fired truck driver. In Florida, police say at least one person is dead following a shooting at a truck stop. The incident reportedly started with a shooting at the pilot in Boulder, Florida. One person was found dead at the truck stop from gunshot wounds. 
Witness heard two drivers arguing and then heard two gunshots and saw one of the drivers, drivers lying on the ground. The shooting is reportedly connected to a second officer-involved shooting on I-10 about a mile from the truck stop, from the pilot, where a person driving a semi-truck eastbound was reportedly shot by police. Oh, I'm sorry. If I say if I said that wrong, let me let me clarify this. Let me read this again. This shooting is reportedly connected to a, a second officer-involved shooting on I-10 about a mile from the pilot where a person driving a semi-truck eastbound was reportedly shot by police. Two other people were seriously injured. Uh, no police officers were hurt, thank goodness. The Jacksonville Sheriff's Office says that the suspect has been taken to the hospital. And the update to this article is that new details are emerging about this whole incident. And the initial shooting occurred on the 19th. Um, local news reports that truck company, I can't even say this, R-I-N-A-U-D-O Enterprises, Inc. Safety Inspector told Phillips and co-worker Joe Parcell were at the truck stop attempting to recover equipment from a company driver who had been recently fired. An argument ensued and the suspect shot both Phillips and Parcell. Phillips died at the scene. Parcell was airlifted to the hospital. The suspect then fled the scene. Police later found him parked off of an eastbound I-10 about a mile from the truck stop. Suspect opened fire on police. Three officers returned fire and gunfire struck the suspect. And then he was taken to the hospital. I would have let his ass, you know, he shot and killed somebody. You know, eye for an eye. Shoot his ass. Just saying. And in other news, a pickup truck driver in Canada is in hot water after cops catch him hauling a 53-foot trailer. Yes, with his pickup truck. They charged the driver who tried to use a pickup truck to do a semi-truck's job. And this was in Ontario, Ontario, excuse me. And of course they had to share it on Facebook, but the hitch doesn't look really, really good. What he did here, he's, he has a, a dolly like you would use for uh, FedEx and, and XPO, use it to, to pull uh, doubles. Well, he's got that underneath the, the 53-foot semi-trailer. Then he rigged up a tank and another hitch to kind of size the dolly hitch down to be able to hook up to the hitch of his pickup truck and it was like an i-beam and then but the clasp that he has is about as big as your finger so he has almost like a pin for a hay wagon that goes down about as big as your finger through this hole that's in this i-beam and he's got only got one chain wrapped around it and then it goes to his height of hitch of his pickup truck and yeah, it's not it's not really safe. So you can see pictures here of this article that'll be in the show notes. It's kind of funny actually, but he was doing it. And uh, I can't tell what kind of pickup truck it was. I'm not gonna go into brands or anything uh, on the show. I have my own personal preference, but I'm not gonna go into what kind of truck it was. And another company is closed. 
Family-owned trucking company reportedly fails. This is just before Christmas. Multiple sources say that a mid-sized Ohio-based trucking company is shut down for good just before Christmas. GDS Express closed down for good on December 17th. According to the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration website, the company updated operated, I can't talk tonight, 75 trucks and employed 75 truck drivers. Well, of course. The company's website has been profitable every year. It has been in business. Payroll is direct deposit every week without worry. Well, this is off their website. Of course they're going to say this. Trucking is a tough business, and we believe the last thing you need to worry about is whether or not your check will clear. The news comes soon after the trucking industry was rocked by the closure of Celadon, a sudden shutdown that left approximately 3,000 out of work. And this GDS story is also a developing story. Me, the people in the trucking industry, I had dealt with Celadon. Um, I dealt with quality trucks, uh, one of their subsidiaries, and I knew shady stuff was going on. And there for the longest time, you didn't see a lot of Celadon trucks like you have in years past. So if you paid attention to your surroundings and the highways and stuff, I didn't see a whole lot of Celadon. About three, four, five years ago, uh, you were getting passed by Celadon trucks all the time. And then here in the last two, three years, I haven't seen any hardly out on the road. And, you know, they were like real localized and regional and stuff. But I used to see Celadon trucks constantly. And a truck driver takes a wild ride after he passed up a state trooper. <laughs> a Kansas Highway Patrol officer captured a hair-raising dash cam footage of a semi-truck losing control on an icy roadway. There again, let's go a little faster. The video was captured on the Kansas Turnpike and shared by the, their highway patrol. He writes, here is a reminder from our last storm to adjust your speeds. Conditions change quickly. Sometimes driving the speed limit is too fast or driving faster than the speed limit. Luckily, no one was hurt. Yeah, he does a 360 right in front of the doggone state patrol, which I think is kind of hilarious. Dumb bunny. And I don't know how you gentlemen would think about this, but there again, this... Um, Skincare tips that truckers need to know. You know, look, got soap and water, wash your face, good to go. But some women, you know, I don't because I'm running, you know, I'm running, running, running. Uh, a lot of people would may find this useful. Trucking can really take a toll on your skin. Extreme temperatures, lack of sleep, and the truck stop diet can all leave you looking a little worse for wear. But there's a solution. Here are a few skincare tips for the folks at DST UKN to protect your skin from the damaging effects of the trucker lifestyle. And um, they have a video there again. Since when is this um, publication uh, putting ads like articles, you know, on their website? I just I don't understand. I understand making money, and you have your your advertisements already. Like I have my, you know. Uh, one sponsor, uh, and uh, thank you for everybody that uh, are also private sponsors that are uh, donating to the show. I greatly appreciate it. It uh, helps me offset the cost of doing this every week. 
because I am uh, putting it out of pocket. So thank you so much for helping me offset some of the expense. It does go to the website, also doing all the videos. I had to um, get new software because when I updated my computer, just a why the just a little explanation, real fast, a little break, real fast to why the it it took me so long to get the uh, show out, the podcast out lately is because I updated my computer and when I updated my computer all the previous software I was using couldn't work with it it wasn't compatible anymore so now I'm having to purchase software and learn new software uh, recording software and stuff in order to bring this to you so again thank you so much to um, the people that that help out and sponsor me I greatly appreciate it but back to the news. I digress. Thank you for being patient with me. A massive $70 million payout awarded to a family after they crashed with a semi. A California family was awarded a record-breaking multi-million dollar payout following a 2017 crash involving a semi-truck. Now, the rest of the uh, non-trucking community don't be getting any ideas, you know. Just saying, because I see it all the time on billboards and stuff, and with me being a um, paralegal, it is um, wrong for, you know, these damn attorneys going, hurt in a truck wreck? Well, of course, people are going to act stupid around us and stuff. But anyway, on with the article. On December 19th, Rodriguez and Associates, legal team representing uh, a Ms., uh, a Ms. Cuevas, announced that they, they won this huge verdict on behalf of family in connection with a semi-truck crash that occurred more than two years ago. See, so it takes time. You're not going to, you know, right away run to court and, and uh, get your big payout, you know, the next day. It doesn't work like that. And, of course, the attorneys are racking up attorney's fees and everything. They get their, you know, 30, 40, 50, you know, 40% of that cut. The verdict was awarded in connection with a crash that happened in August of 2017 near Bakersfield, California. When a semi-truck driven collided with an SUV in an intersection, Ms. Cuevas and her son both suffered skull fractures and brain injuries in the crash. The daughter suffered only scratches and was reportedly been diagnosed with PTSD. According to Bakersfield, they told Highway uh, California Highway Patrol that Quavers had run a red light. The subsequent investigation reportedly unable to determine who ran the red light and caused the crash based on surveillance video. However, investigators obtained dash cam video from a bus that they say determined it was um, the, the person who ran the red light. So the truck driver ran the red light. Rodriguez and Associates investigators also reported that the truck driver's license was suspended and that he had been in more than a dozen crashes prior to August 2017 crash. So yeah, his, his uh, was uh, sunk. This was a crash that was 100% preventable because the truck driver should never have been on the road in the first place because he was driving on a suspended driver's license. They said in a news release. So yeah, the family did get millions. Now, some good news. 
A truck driver saved a family from a burning car. And that's not all he did for them. A Kansas sheriff is sharing an incredible story about how a good Samaritan not only saved the lives of a woman and her children when he spotted them inside a burning vehicle, but then went, but then went above and beyond to help them salvage their Christmas. And this was right before about the twentieth or so. I'm sorry, this happened on the sixteenth. My bad. He was a Washington-based driver spotted something wrong while traveling on Kansas Highway and sprang into action to help. The Sheridan County Sheriff's Department describes the incident on, quote, on December 16, 2019, at approximately 12, 12 o'clock in the afternoon, Sheridan County Communications Center received a report of a motor vehicle fire on Highway uh, U83, mile marker 193 just north of Selden, Kansas. Upon the arrival, Sheridan County Fire Department was reported that the vehicle was fully engulfed. After initial investigation, it was determined that a Good Samaritan was traveling northbound on Highway U83, observed flames coming from the undercarriage of a 2000 Pontiac Grand Am owned by Miss Harris. The Good Samaritan was later identified as 29-year-old, I cannot pronounce his name, La, Mr. Lamakin of Vancouver, Washington. Lamakin stopped when he saw no one around the vehicle to check the situation. Lamakin approached the vehicle and found an adult sleeping in the driver's seat with three children, ages 3, 6, and 10, also asleep inside the vehicle. It was later determined that the driver of the Pontiac Grand Am had pulled over after becoming fatigued. All occupants were asleep in the vehicle when the fire started. Lamakin ran to the vehicle, started pounding on the windows to wake children from the four people inside. Lamakin woke Harris and then safely removed two of the three children from the vehicle. Both Harris and the oldest child safely removed themselves from the vehicle. Lamakin moved the four individuals across the road and, and ran into his truck out of the cold, then proceeded to move down the road a safe distance. So in other words, he took all four of them, the three children and the adult, across the road, put them in his truck, and moved all of them down away from the car. And proceeded to, then he called 911. After being checked by emergency medical personnel, it was determined that all four individuals had not sustained any injuries. The cause of the fire is undetermined. Um, I would have grabbed my dog on fire extinguisher you know, and, and try at least putting it out if I, you know, started started up there. Uh, the sheriff stated it's a good Samaritan like Mr. Lamakin that is, deserved to be recognized for his quick thinking, actions, and heroism. Not only did he save the lives of Harris and her three children, but after giving a statement to law enforcement, Lamakin ensured everyone was okay. Lamakin then gave a cash donation to Harris, stating, I want you to have this for Christmas. Lamakin then got back into his truck and continued down the road. There's no way anyone can thank you enough for your heroism. And it's been a long time since we had a highway angel 
of the month. So, Mr. Lamakin, if you're listening to this, you are Julia's Truck and Cafe Highway Angel of the Month. Thank you so much, sir, and keep the roads safe and please safe travels wherever you go. Now, another fuel car company duped truck drivers out of hundreds of millions of dollars. Seems like I reported on this recently. The Federal Trade Commission announced that it has filed suit against a fuel car company that for alleged deception practices and hidden fees they say cost truckers millions of dollars. On December 20th, the, the, uh, the Federal Trade Commission, also known as the FTC, announced that it had filed a lawsuit against Georgia-based Fleet Corps in U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Georgia. Fleet Corps market fuel cards service under the Fuel Man brand name, I remember them well, in addition to co-branded cards. The FTC, FTC said that Fleet Corps quote, charge customers at least hundreds of millions of dollars in hidden fees after making false promises about helping customers save on fuel costs. The suit accuses Fleet Corps of falsely promising truckers that they save money by using their fuel cards with no fees or upfront setup costs or membership fees. The FTC outlined the various means of alleged deception in a news release. This is from the article. According to the complaint, defendants often have waited to begin charging many fees until a few billing cycles have passed, making the fees harder to detect among a customer's monthly bill. The complaint also alleges that Fleet Corps' invoices often have failed to disclose that any fees were being charged, requiring customers to proactively view other account management reports. Even on those documents, many fees have been obscured among other information. Yeah, they're hiding them. The FTC alleges that the defendants also have not posted customer payments when they were received. That has led to even more fees, including late fees for on-time payments and, quote, high risk, high credit risk fees because the customers sustainably had paid late. The defendants have charged some customers high-risk fees for being in the trucking and in transportation industry, even though Fleet Corps' primary customer base operations in those very are those in those various industries. In addition, the defendant promises about stopping unauthorized charges also have proved untrue. According to the complaint, while the defendants have advertised Fleet Corps cards are fuel-only cards, cardholders have been able to purchase any item sold at fueling locations, including beer and snacks. The co complaint alleges that Fleet Corps' own terms of service has said customers would have to pay charges, even if they were outside the limits placed by the customer. Internal company emails called the practice the most egregious uh, customer impact we do as it takes customers by surprise, unless they're really large, based on their experience with consumer cards. 
The complaint alleges that customers generally have not achieved advertised per gallon savings by using Fleet Corps cards. To support this allegation, the complaint cites Fleet Corps' own documents, which show that customers' average savings on fuel have fallen far short of the defendant's marketing promises. The complaint also alleges that an analysis requested by Clark in response to negative press coverage about these marketing practices showed that, on average, customers have saved a fraction of a cent per gallon far less than the five to 10 cents per gallon frequently touted by the defendants. In addition, fees charged by the defendants have exceeded any savings otherwise obtained using Fleet Corps cards. The lawsuit accused Fleet Corps of violating the FTC's acts prohibiting on unfair and deceptive acts and practices. A Prius PIT turns into a petrifying close call. A truck driver trying to pull over after an accidental PIT maneuver crash with a Prius almost causes a second crash. This dash camera writes, while driving on I-75 north of Atlanta, an older couple in a Prius were driving next to a semi in his blind spot and got hit. It almost caused a bigger accident when I barely missed hitting the semi as it pulled over to the right. Boy, oh boy. And in other news, police say a woman intentionally crashed into a truck. In Pennsylvania, say that a woman is facing several charges following a crash she is accused of causing last month. On December 17th, the Freda Police Department announced that charges will be filed against 23-year-old Victoria J. Hostetter for her role in a November crash. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her last name right. Charges filed against her include reckless endangerment, another endangering another person, driving under the influence of alcohol, and reckless driving. The charges stem from a crash that occurred just before 3.30 on November 8th on West Main Street in Pennsylvania. Police say that she drove her Chevrolet Spark into the opposing lane of travel and intentionally struck a tractor trailer. She suffered serious injuries in the crash, but her BAC was .233 at the time of the crash, according to police. Yeah, she was toasted. And this is a story that will bring a tear to any truck driver's eye. A former truck driver in Florida with dementia gets to relive his big rig memories. A Florida Kenworth dealer helped a former truck driver suffering from dementia to relive his days behind the wheel. Lifelong trucker John Colber is a dementia patient at Arden Court's Memory Care Community in Winter Springs, Florida. Cobra doesn't drive anymore. Well, of course he's got dementia. But when a local Kenworth dealership heard about his story, they jumped at the chance to help him revive the memory of his time as a truck driver with a ride-along in one of their T680 trucks. Facility worker Shane Mann told the local news outlet that on a general basis he's a pretty pleasant fellow but I've never seen him in this light he's pretty happy about this these days so I watched the video on it and they came with a brand new K2 
Kenworth, big T680, kind of, for the people that know me, uh, family and friends, kind like I drive, they gave him a brand new Kenworth hat, a brand new Kenworth jacket. They helped him up into the truck, and away they went. As soon as he got into that truck, it sparked something in his memory, and he was back like he never left trucking. They rode around the block. He was telling the Kenworth per salesperson was telling him all about the truck and everything, and he was reminiscing about the good old days of trucking. So kudos to you, Mr. Colber. May you live a long life, also remembering the good old days of trucking. And one guy decided he didn't like the way this hotel looked, so he decided to drive right into it. Authorities in Florida say that charges may be pending after a historic building was badly damaged when it was hit by a truck driver over the weekend. This happened just before Christmas Eve. It happened about 3.15 in the morning. As a 50-year-old base truck driver... Mario Colley was hauling a load of orange juice northbound on US 441 when he said that he left the road because he was unable to see in the dark. Then why are you driving? Colley said, quote, when I got to that corner, I couldn't see the ground. I couldn't see the lines or anything. It was too dark. I normally never travel at night, but I wanted to get close to Jacksonville and I was trying to put myself into a good position, end quote. Carly continued driving off the roadway until he crashed into the Desert Inn bar and restaurant causing major structural damage. The building has been out of use for more than a year, so no one was inside at the time of the crash. No serious injuries were reported. He, he pretty much took out that building. Carly said that this was his first crash in 20 years. If you can't drive at night, you don't drive. I don't know why they're letting people have CDLs that can't drive at night, tell you honestly. I'm sorry, but, I mean, I have to drive all hours of the night. You get tired, you shut it down. It starts getting dark, shut it down. Don't worry about it. pushing yourself. Good grief. You know, and can't blame it on the ELDs either. It's called trip planning. When a tow truck removed the crash truck from the building, the building partially collapsed. According to Osceola County Fire and Res County Fire and Rescue, the Desert Inn Bar and Restaurant was added to the U.S. National Register of Historic Places in 1994. Excuse me. And a mystery man pays for dinner for truck drivers stranded by the snow. This happened on December 23rd. Truckers say that they tra they were treated to a free meal by an anonymous well-wisher after weather left them stuck out on the road. This is Friday, around the 20th or so. When a winter, heavy winter weather storm forced officials to close Highway 3, dozens of truckers found themselves stuck at the A&W in Princeton, British Columbia on December 20th. Staff at the A&W say that one person stepped forward to show the stranded driver some love by calling the entire store and purchasing a $200 gift card to be used to pay for meals for the drivers. 
The gift card was used to purchase meals for drivers all Friday night and still had money left on it Saturday morning when the road reopened and the drivers were able to move on. One of the drivers who benefited from the gift card was Mark Air, who who told news it was amazing. When you're a driver, you're used to the fact that you could get stranded somewhere. So for something like that to happen, it goes such a long way. The other drivers were just blown away. An amazing act of kindness for sure. This is the reason why I have my commercial on here about my Patriot Supply. Just saying, you uh, situations like this, you never know when, if you're not watching the weather, which you need to do too, you never know when you're going to get stranded. It's always good to have food in your truck. Just saying. The A&W staff will not identify the man who purchased the gift card, but they say he is a one-time Princeton resident who is known to employees. And I, if you enjoy my show and you would like to sponsor, become a sponsor to the show, I have links in the description below that you go ahead and either do a monthly donation or go to the website where the show is at juliastruckandcafe.com. Click on the cafe menu tab. You'll have a drop-down menu. Go to shows tab. Tap on that. You'll see the um, donation for PayPal or for Patreon. And you get free gifts when you become a sponsor through Patreon. I also want to thank everyone for listening to me each and every week. Babble here on the cafe. Thank you so much for your patience, for being continued listeners as I struggle to learn this new uh, software, besides still trucking 70 hours a week. And if you would like to listen to me on iHeartRadio, Pandora, or check out the YouTube channel, you can find links on the description below each and every podcast, again, that's on the website. So I thank you all for listening. I hope everybody had a very Merry Christmas. And I will definitely look forward to talking to you after the new year. I hope everybody rings in the new year safe and sound. If you're going to be drinking, please park it, take a cab, get a designated driver, something like that. Take your keys out of the ignition. You know, um, if you're going to be in, you know, your rig or something like that, don't keep your keys in the ignition. Um, Please have a safe and happy next week. And we will see you next year. Keep the shiny side up. have been listening to Julia's Truckin' Cafe Truckin' News Hour. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Take care. Have a blessed day.